Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You are in bed. I am not in bed. That's I am bed. in my office. That's a this bed. This is the office. The time here is 3 o'clock. This is office hours. On this episode of The Commercial Break... You're no longer a widget maker, Debbie. You're now the CEO of WWCWTW Incorporated, Inc. And what do we do? I don't know. Web flows. Get a C-suite and report back to me when you're making money. (laughs) The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and wonderful co-host, Kristen Joy Oatley. Best to you, Chrissy. And best to you, Brian. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Thanks for joining us. Okay. We all know about Pete Davidson's epic run of very Hot attractive women. women. He's, he's been on... I mean, there's, there's since Warren Beatty donned the Dick Tracy costume and gave Brian a little 15-year-old man boner... <laughs> I can't think of any man that's been on such an epic run in Hollywood as Pete Davidson. And uh, recently I read an article where Kim Kardashian said she re- regretted getting involved with Pete so quickly. Oh, she af- did? Yeah, after her Kanye thing. And that uh, the fame and all of the buzz around that relationship made it nearly impossible for them to connect on any kind of meaningful level, as, as well as travel and other stuff that they were dealing with. Um, but I think basically what she was saying is I should have never dated Pete. He's kind of a dum dum. You know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> it felt to me like a like a passive aggressive stab in the back. Like you know, hey, I know I dated Pete, but I really didn't mean to. I bet he's a love bomber. Of course he is. Yeah, that's uh, what happens. Of course it's, he is. You get swept up. You do. We've all. I mean, I hope 
all of us have been love bombed. If you haven't, it's a wonderful thing to go through. It'll definitely ruin your life. Yeah, it'll end for badly. Six to twelve but... months. Yeah, it'll end badly. You'll hate yourself. You'll turn into a monster. They'll be a monster. You know, love bombers usually come from borderline personality disorders or narcissistic personality disorder. None of which I understand Pete to have. I don't know the guy. I think he's lovely. I think he's a lovely human being. And, uh, you know, besides him saying something to, did he say, like, go kill all the cats to PETA or something like that? Some shit like that? I don't know. He got into a fight with PETA. Like, who gets into a fight with PETA? Not like PETA files, like PETA, the actual pet organization, the people who try and protect animals. Uh, People for the ethical treatment treatment of of animals. animals. Yes, which nine times out of ten, I agree with PETA on whatever it is they're currently, you know, talking about. But Pete then caused unnecessary drama by yelling and screaming at them. He also crashed his car into a couple of people's houses. What was he doing? I don't know. But not since Pete Davidson, not since Warren Beatty, has another man in Hollywood taken, sucked so much oxygen out of the room with the beautiful ladies than Pete Davidson. However, I think we're about to get a person in the mix that may do better than Pete Davidson. Oh, because it's just been announced, as we're recording today, it's just been announced that... Justin Trudeau, not Justin Thoreau, Justin Trudeau, the (laughs) prime minister of Canada, is divorcing his wife of 18 years. And I know one thing. If I know one thing in this life, I know one thing in this life. And that is Justin Trudeau is one sexy motherfucker. Yeah, he is. He is just, he's primed for action. Yeah, he's got the looks, the power, the money. I mean, he's the total package. I think there was a little while, you know, when Donald Trump was in office um, and Ivanka was at some kind of state dinner. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. She was even enamored. Oh, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see Ivanka and, mm-hmm. and Justin hooking up. Yeah, who wants that other guy, whoever she's with? He seems like a whiny, <laughs> yeah, complainy baby. Yeah, <laughs> can't get what I want. No one gave me a billion dollars for my <laughs> shitty office building. <laughs> But Ivanka, you know, I don't know. Listen, I got mixed feelings about Ivanka. But I, I leave those aside. That's not for the commercial yes. break. What I will say is that I think Justin Trudeau is the prime minister of one of the best countries in the world. Just from my outside observation, fucking Canada. I mean, Canada. Who doesn't want to be uh, prime minister of Canada? They got legalized drugs. They got a, a lot of open spaces. Beautiful Every, country. Beautiful country. Wide open borders. People say hello to each other. I mean, it just seems like a lovely place based on Second City TV that I watched a lot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, Justin is a handsome dude. He's in the prime of his life. And now he's going to be single and ready to mingle as the prime minister of Canada. I can only imagine what kind of action this guy is going to pull. Hasn't he been in power for a long time? For like 10 years, I think. Right. What? How? They, I guess they don't have a limit. I don't know. Because of the, you know, they were it's like. Canada. Uh, yeah, it's Canada. <laughs> they just do things different over there. They don't want to be bothered. <laughs> they don't want to be bothered with a new prime minister. I mean, I, I don't really know how the Canadian political system works. I don't know why he's been in power for so long, but he's been in power <laughs> for a long time. There was that one guy, remember the one guy that went crazy? Oh, he was awesome. <laughs> The crack addict, yes. the crack smoker. He was great. We did a few shows Rob, about that. Oh, yeah. Rob, what's his name? He was the mayor of Toronto or whatever. He was awesome. Was Why did you guys get rid of him? Listen, I, I don't agree with crack smoking uh, in office, but you know, you, you only have to be in office eight hours a day. What you do on your private time is all good. He seemed like a real uh, Spitfire kind of guy. He did. Yeah. He did. Smoke a little crack. He, he let people film him smoking crack. That's how poor decision making played a role in this guy's life. He let people film him smoking yep. crack. Rob, I want to say Rob Thomas, but that's the guy from Matchbox Twenty, <laughs> yes. which is also not who who are also. Are they from Canada? Are they? 
I don't know. You remember that? <laughs> this is totally off subject, but I, this is the way the commercial break works. Do you remember we used to, for like three and a half minutes, we tried this thing called Fireside? Yes. It's owned part in part by Mark Cuban and this lady named Fallon Fatemi. Met them both. I, I've talked about it on the commercial break way back at the beginning. I got an invite to dinner to a party with Mark Cuban, spent some time with him. He was a lovely human being, as was Fallon. She was a lovely human being mm-hmm. also. Whip smart, great people. They had this clubhouse idea, Fireside. But the whole difference between Fireside and Clubhouse was Clubhouse let anybody open a room and then just let the cream rise to the top, which is now fallen to the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Clubhouse is no longer the yeah. place to be. Fireside was going to pick their horses and they were going to ride them. Kind of like choosing, uh, being very careful about who they chose to create on their platform. In, and then they were going to give them production and creative support. It was to, a great idea. Man, did we get excited about this. I thought... <laughs> This is it. This is the big break that commercial break has been looking for. And little did I know that it was just a shit show waiting to happen, or it was already a shit show and I was just getting involved in it. I understand how difficult it must be to make a platform like this work, but I opened up the app about two months ago, and all of a sudden there's like a History Channel television show that's playing on the app. You can't get into a room, quote unquote, you can't get into like a live show. It's, you just, it's like scrolling. You scroll and it's it's television shows. Old it's Judge changed. Judy, uh, yeah, old Judge Judy episodes, like, uh, you know, Pet Whisperer, or Dog Whisperer, or whatever, uh, you know, a bunch of psychics are on there, television psychics are on there, and I'm like, wow, that's really strange. So what apparently this turned into is a mix of both people creating shows, like three people creating shows, <laughs> and then they seem to have bought a lot of old television shows and are just rerunning them with commercials on the platform. Kind of bizarre. So it's like a Tubi or a Pluto or something like that, right? Hulu, whatever you want to call it. It's a streaming platform for old television shows that no one wants to watch. And it appears that there's no one on the app either. Now, I don't know that to be true. I'm just sharing my own observations. So I'm scrolling through there, and once every 55th scroll, you'll get a person that's not famous, like a non-television show creating a show on Fireside, like a clubhouse room, with video. Which was the original intention. Which was the whole purpose of this in the first place. But guess, guess what the show is? The show is somebody interviewing Matchbox 20 with Rob Thomas and the guitarist and everything. And so I thought, okay, I'll bite. Let me see what Matchbox 20 is up to. You know, Rob Thomas, for like two minutes, was the most famous musician in the world. Oh, he had that song. so smooth. Yeah. Just like on partner with Carlos Santana. It's a great song. It's a great song to never listen to again. Uh, <laughs> it, they played it so much. It was just so overplayed. But anyway, um, it's a great poppy tune with Carlos Santana. You know the song. So I, I go, okay, I'll buy it. You know, maybe the interviewer should get some interesting information about them. They ended up spending the entire time name dropping people that I hate when celebrities do this. They name drop people. It's it's like they'll ask them a question. So tell me about the new album and how you got to this out. You know, the most milk toast question ever. And tell me about the new album and how you guys came up with this idea to you know make it about your mom, you know, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, it's great. Uh, you know, Terry Thomas connected us with uh, Ed Zongdong from, uh, you know, he recorded the album for the Zunkas back in the 70s. And then what we had to do is we, we brought in Curly Shirley, and Curly Shirley really helped us refine the sound. And then we had a great engineer named Top Top, and he, uh, Top Top was really great on the things. Was it a Top Top? Was it Top Top? It was Top Top. Top Top was over there. <laughs> and you're like, who the fuck cares? Who cares? There's a proliferation. Po- proliferation. Proliferation. <laughs> gonna slow down. Proliferation. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Of interview shows with celebrities 
no one wants to hear from. <laughs> and they, then they ask them the questions that no one wants to hear the answers to. I hate these interview shows, especially podcasts. Interview shows where they interview people who have obviously are, are out of their prime. I think it's relevant if you can get information out of them that makes sense, is funny, or is interesting. When you ask them the same question about the same thing, or you have on a super famous person or a person that was super famous, and then you ask them the most rando question that no one gives a shit about, it's just bad interviewing. That's all it is. It's just bad interviewing. You get. I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they had on a rock star from the 90s. A rock star you would want to hear from. Somebody you would be interested in understanding their perspective of their particular slice of fame in Ooh. the 90s. I'm not going to say, because that'll give it away. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I, I'm not okay. going to talk shit. But I will tell you this, that they spent the entire time talking about other television shows that they were watching. He, this interviewer had 45 minutes with the guy, and he spent the entire 45 minutes allowing the rock star, and then he got involved in the conversation, discussing nothing but television shows and, like, string theory and all this other stuff. Not <laughs> once, not once did they get to any of the music, any of the interest, any of the rock stardom that this guy went through and how interesting his life must have been in that moment, not once. It was the most wasted interview i had ever heard and it kind of made me upset because i was like i really would have loved to hear from this guy on his perspective about what was going on in that moment in time when all these bands were blowing up and he was part of it part of the mix and mtv and all this other stuff and guess what yeah, all i heard wow. about was the fact that he liked to watch you know the uh, I, I don't know <laughs> ncis sacramento or whatever the fuck they were talking about <laughs> drove me crazy crazy chrissy if I had this guy on, I would go straight for the meat and potatoes. Did you or did you not fuck a woman with a fish? Tell me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like uh, that's what that would be my first question because I want to know or uh, tell me what it was like to be at a well, MTV Spring Break. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they have a list of things that you can't ask people, which I didn't realize was a thing. No, but... I, I I get it. Mm -hmm. Here's a phenomenon that's happening with the commercial break right now, and it's that's it's phenomenon. beyond. Me. It's a phenomenon. And I'll tell you why it's a phenomenon because it's phenomenally I've never unbelievable. Heard phenomenon and commercial break mentioned in no, the same I, no, I, sentence. Well, but, you haven't heard okay. why I'm using the word yet. <laughs> okay. Here's a phenomenon that's happening because it's phenomenally unbelievable that anybody's doing this. We are getting emails, and I, I'd say like on a clip of one or two a week of people that are pitching PR PR people that are pitching their. Oh. clients as guests on our show. Now, don't get excited out there. It's not like I'm missing an opportunity to, you know, talk to Brad Pitt about his new movie. I'm <laughs> missing out on talking to some guy who wrote a book on how to doodle for dummies or whatever the fuck people are talking about. <laughs> some nobody, some motivational speaker that, you know, speaks at a fire station in Tacoma or some shit like that. Nothing interesting. And they'll always start with the same fucking bullshit. I came across the commercial break, and I think it'd be a great fit for my client to come on and have a discussion with you. And it's like, have you ever heard the commercial break? Did you, for, did you really for one minute actually listen to an episode of the commercial break? Because your guy who wants to talk about quantum physics is not the right fit for the commercial <laughs> break. It's just not. It's not going to advance either of our careers any further. And trust me, we can't get any further down the rabbit hole in our careers right now. <laughs>
What are we doing Plus, with our lives? you can't really hook up the equipment the right way. So. No, I can't. Under, I don't understand how to get guests on the show, even if I wanted a guest. They'd have to come into the studio, and then we don't have room for them. So even um, if I had Brad Pitt right here, I'd be like, Brad, I, I, let me give you a microphone so you could sit off camera. I, I, Chrissy and I got a, you know, we got a thing going on here. There's a, there's a floor pillow. Yeah, there's a floor pillow. You mind sitting on it? There's no camera angle, but uh, you you have lots of camera time. Yeah, People can see you yeah, in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, go to, you go to see a movie with Brad in it. Then you'll know. People want to hear you, You want to hear you. you. So, did you fuck a woman with a fish? That's all I want to know, Brad. <laughs> it's, it is just mind-blowing to me that you waste this kind of time. And this lady wasted that kind of time with Matchbox 20. Not like Matchbox 20 has any super interesting rock and roll stories. They seem like the most bland rock and roll band that's ever lived. But... I have to admit, there is one song that I like from Matchbox 20. I believe it all is coming to an end. I guess we're going we're gonna to pretend. Let's see how far we've gone. You yeah. ever heard that song? Yeah, okay. yeah. But then they go into a Beatles song. She came into the bathroom window. Okay, so they combine those two songs, and when they do it live, it's really good. Like, it sounds really good. Okay. They're tight. They're on it. I like it. I like the rock and roll. Like it's very rock and rolly. I like the whole thing. I'll take your word for okay, it. Okay, take my word from it. <laughs> and I worked at the Chili's, one of the three Chili's that I worked at here in Georgia. <laughs> I worked at the Chili's. I think I told you that I I met this girl at a bar, and I, me and my friend made up a story that we were backup Olympic swimmers during yes, the Olympics. Yes, I do remember the story. <laughs> and in a smoke break, the girl uh, and her friend they're older than us. They're like, let's call it six or seven years older than us. So we're like 19 at the time. They're probably 25, 26 years old. They go outside for a period of time. I think to smoke a cigarette. They excuse themselves from the table. We go to smoke a cigarette. We come back to the <laughs> As t- Olympic swimmers, that's what you would be doing is smoking. Well, that's why we went to smoke a cigarette. So, yeah. they, well, they also <laughs> caught on to that too. They were like, you guys smoke cigarettes and you're Olympic swimmers? But we both had shaved heads. And at that time, not a lot of people had shaved heads. So we convinced them somehow that we were backup Olympic swimmers. We had this whole fucking story going on. We love to do this. Walk into a bar, make up a story. You know, not hurt anybody or anything. Yeah, you know, just no, have fun with it. We, we had were an having, alter ego. That's right. An alter ego. So they come back to the table. And this girl has a pile of pictures in front of her. And the pile of pictures is from her sister's birthday party. And I am in one of those pictures. Oh. Her sister was my good friend. Her sister was my friend. And (laughs) this girl had been at the party. And I was so fucked up, I didn't realize that this girl was at the party. Fast forward three or four years later, I am working at a Chili's with this woman that I had tried to convince I was an Olympic swimmer with. So her and I... (laughs) All good fun. Yeah, all good fun. Remember when I was an Olympic swimmer? (laughs) Now I'm a cokehead at Chili's. <laughs> Can I get a kid's margarita? Rochambeau, baby. Rochambeau. Kids margarita. Kids margarita. That was the code word. <laughs> that was the code word. I can't believe no one ever caught on. Or they did catch on and they just didn't care. Um, so we're working at this same Chili's. And uh, I, I think just like at the bar years before, I think she had taken a liking to me and I took a liking to her. So she invites me over one day to come to her pool. She lives in an apartment complex. She's going to come over to her pool. So I go over there, go upstairs to her apartment. She's dressed in this like slinky bikini. You know, she's looking good, right? She's older than I am. I'm still at that age where yeah. I'm scared of pussy. So I don't really know what to do. Or I don't know really what to do. You know, I'm just kind of sitting on the couch trying to act cool. And she's like, you have got 
to hear this band. It's going to blow your fucking mind. And remember, my whole claim to fame at this time is that I was one time in a band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was like, I was a musician because at one point I happened to be in a band. <laughs> I was a musician. And, but it's just a different world back then. And when you said that, there was like some people, you know, sometimes that got you somewhere, right? And so I'm just sitting there and I'm like, she's like, you're going to love this. As a musician, you're going to love this. <laughs> and she puts on Matchbox fucking 20s album and I am distraught. I cannot believe the dribble that's coming out of the speakers. <laughs> and I'm trying to understand exactly why this woman would think I would like this music. But I didn't like it very much. Um, but you said you did. But I said I did. And <laughs> of course you did. And I said I did. So then fast forward a couple months later, and now, you know, we occasionally, like, hook up randomly. She comes in one day to work, and she goes, I'm taking you on a date. And I'm like, oh, sexy. I like it. You know, I'm yeah, still taking charge. I'm still at that age where I'm scared of uh-huh. you, a pussy, <laughs> and you. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm like intimidated a little bit, but I think it's, you know, cool and interesting. And I'm like, wow, where are you taking me? She's like, it's a surprise, but next Thursday, be ready at 7 p.m. I'm picking you up. And I'm like, okay, this is exciting. What are we going to do? We're going to a sex shop. Maybe there's going to be like yeah. a three way, you know, I, I don't have any experience. Like chiropractor with, convention? Chiropractor. <laughs> 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 a chiropractor meth convention? Yeah. So I'm like, wow. She, she, and so I'm like, what do I wear? She's like, wear casual, comfortable. It's going to be a great night. Okay, great. So I put on the only pair of <laughs> shoes and pants that I own. <laughs> my Doc Martens. Oh, God, the Doc Martens. <laughs> with my, uh, you know, bell-bottom <laughs> jeans and my orange 33 T-shirt. And so I, I, I put that on thinking I'm all sexy and cool with my big chain around my wallet. Yeah. And, uh, Gotta I, hold it in place. I get in the car and she starts driving and I'm like, where are we going? You know, south, south Atlanta, south going down 75. And I'm like, where are we going? Where could we possibly be going? And then I realize we're going to the amphitheater, the local amphitheater oh. at the time called Lakewood Amphitheater. Mm. And I'm like, are we going to Lakewood Amphitheater? And she's like, maybe. And I'm like, oh, who are we going to see? What you got in store? Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvani's. Who, what do we got? I mean, Kurt's dead at that point, but you know, what do we got on store? Are we going to Perry Pharrell, Porto for Pyros? What's up your sleeve? I know it's going to be something great. We are seeing Matchbox 20. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) no. Oh, that's your inside. No, <laughs> on my yes, on my inside. No. <laughs> so we go to this concert, and it is. I am not into it whatsoever. Like the opening band. Sometimes bands are always better in person, though. So the opening band is like Jelly. Remember Jelly? Oh, jelly. They had that yeah. one song, like you know, Garbage mm. Pail Kids, whatever the <laughs> song was by Jelly. I think it's the name of the band. So and then the Matchbox. There's like three opening bands, and then Matchbox one. I'm just kind of bored. I'm sitting there, you know, I'm sitting there drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. And get more drunk and get more drunk and get more drunk. So eventually, I'm like, I'll be right back. And I just have to get out of this. I'm, we're sitting in the seats that are closed. I just have to get out of it. So I started walking around and meandering and meandering and meandering. <laughs> As you do. As I do. <laughs> well, the next thing I know, I am in a, another friend's car driving home. Like, I'm... I next had thing been, you know. Next thing I know. Like, I'm so hey, intoxicated oh, that the next thing okay. I know, I'm in a car... <laughs> driving home with another friend altogether, a friend I had not shown up with. (laughs) But I don't even know what's going on at this point. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? I found you laying (laughs) on the lawn and I grabbed you. I didn't know you liked Matchbox 20. Aren't they great? 
<laughs> and I'm like, I hate them. Can you pull over so I can throw up? <laughs> so I throw up on the side of the highway. I get back in the car and I'm like, ah, oh, wait, I don't. This is before cell phones. So yeah. I'm like, I don't. It's before cell phones were widely available in everybody's hand. I'm like, oh, shit, I came with somebody else. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I came with somebody else. <laughs> he's like, what do you I mean? I was the, that the person originally thought that you Chrissy. had to shut up by yourself. Chrissy. And were backed out drunk on what, the lawn. I don't know what he thought, but he was nice enough to, he was you know, nice to, to grab stand you. me up and drive me home. Yeah, because your girlfriend couldn't have found uh, you, probably. Yeah. She wasn't even my she girlfriend. She was probably just, backstage hooking up with Rob Thomas. I know, she was sucking a little Thomas dick. And, I was with my buddy. She probably left me there. She was probably like, whatever. Yeah. You never liked Matchbox 20 anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I I left this girl. I was supposed to drive home with her. I don't even know what's going on. And he's like, oh, bro, there were no one near you. You were dead, (laughs) dead to the wind. You were talking all kind of mumbo jumbo. I don't even think you knew my name. I still don't know your name. (laughs) Who are you again? But I recognize your face. So he's like, ah, let's get you home. You call or tell her you're home, okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, good idea. I get home. I pass out. Boop, on the couch. Yes. 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, whatever time it was, phone's ringing. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. I got a roommate at the time, right? And I can hear my roommate stumble. There's only one phone in the house. It's downstairs. The townhouse has two stories. I'm passed out on the couch on the bottom floor. She's upstairs. I can hear her stumbling. And I'm like, my head's hurting, and I'm like, oh, fuck, the phone's ringing. And I can hear, hello? Huh? Yeah, no, he, he's on the couch. Do you want to talk to him? Hello? Hello? <laughs> hello? She, was, she didn't want to talk to yeah. you. Yeah, so my roommate she comes over. She just to make sure she was I know. liable. That's all she wanted to make sure. underage. That's right. So, <laughs> so my roommate comes over. <laughs> Brian! Brian! And I'm like, yeah, I can hear you. What? Uh, that was your lady friend, you know, the one who comes over every once in a while. Uh, she just called. She wanted to know where you were. And I told her you were here home safe, and she hung up the phone on me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she did? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And I go, okay, let me call back. I get up. I dial the phone. Pop, 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 pop. Hey, let's call her Cindy. Hey, Cindy, I'm so sorry. I bet you are. Click. <laughs> Hangs up the phone on me. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm in a lot of trouble. And I have a shift with this girl Ooh. the very next day. Chrissy, Working where you shitting where you Shitting where you sleep. <laughs> Dipping your pen in the company ink, uh-huh. as they say. Dipping <laughs> your pen in the company kids margarita. Dipping, Dipping your nib. <laughs> That's right. Dipping your straw in the kids margarita, as they say. <laughs> it was the most uncomfortable few weeks with her. because I. Yeah. But you can imagine, like, I really acted like an asshole. I don't know if I acted like an asshole in te- in- intentionally, but I certainly came across as an asshole unintentionally. Everybody's gotten too drunk, especially in the younger days. Yes. Well, listen, I've looked for you a few times, too, and we did have cell phones. <laughs> so let's just throw that out there. Same. We had BBM, BlackBerry Messenger. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. I looked for you a couple of times, too. Well, I, I was somewhere. <laughs> so I was, was doing I. something. <laughs> I was with Pee Wee at the porn. <laughs> <laughs> We just ran into each other back again at the cheetah. Yeah, we always knew where to find each other. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were okay. At the bar. At the bar. At, at the, the bar cheetah. At the Braves game. At the bar at the Braves game. <laughs> the cheetah. At the 756 club. The 755 club. The 755 club. <laughs> at your apartment. 
at mm. my apartment or across the street at that fucking bar that yeah, sucked yeah. up all my yes. money that no one liked to go to except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. Everybody else hated it. I thought it was great because I could walk there and stumble home. Exactly. Everybody else hated it because it was in a strip mall. It was like the dive bar in the strip mall. I think all great dive bars should be in strip malls. Don't you? I agree. Huh? Can we be in agreement here? I agree. Uh, speaking of dive bars and strip malls, I found this guy at a dive bar in a strip mall. In the last episode, we were uh, trying to understand exactly why Adam the Liar had 500,000 failing businesses uh, (laughs) uh, that were directly attributed to his bad math. I think we figured it out. Adam the Liar has figured out why 500,000 businesses fail every year. year in the United States. Uh, and it's not hard to figure out. I don't even think that number's real, but it's not hard to figure out. <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. It's not hard to figure out. You can't manage the growth phase, or you never have a growth phase, like the commercial break. And You're spending half your money on advertising and marketing. You are. Web flow, as Web they flows. Say. Web flows. So Adam's suggestion is, off the gross, take 50%, put it toward more ads, <laughs> and then take 16.67%, put it right in your pocket. And then with whatever's left over, now you're supposed to pay your staff pay and your expenses bills. And your, yeah. That's right. I wanted to just get through a few more minutes of this because I know that Adam has some uh, wisdom to impart nuggets. on us that we just haven't heard yet. Some nuggets. By the way, you look wonderful today. Thank you. You look wonderful. Aww, I think you look you. so wonderful. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to you and to Jeff. I'm so happy for your family. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm actually going somewhere after this. So. Oh, you are? Yeah, well, uh, well, we'll get to it then. Let yeah. me not delay. <laughs> I was trolling hopefully, on the internet. I'll, hopefully, I'll have a story. Yeah, please. This. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I know who you're going out with. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's always a story to tell with that person. Yeah, <laughs> lovely lady, but uh-huh. she's, a, she's a story factory. <laughs> Speaking of looking for people who are drunk. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, without further ado, I was trolling on the internet as you do, as I do like to do. Hey, you, my podcast friend, I just popped in to say that you are the best part of TCB. And to show our appreciation, we want to give you a free WWFD sticker. It's the What Would Frankie Do sticker you've been asking for. It's number four in our series of stickers, and you get one just for being a friend of TCB. Go to TCBpodcast.com, hit the Contact Us button, tell us you want a sticker, and drop us your physical address. Those FedEx men's will be at your door post-taste. We want to hear from you, your wild and wacky stories, dating disasters, ask TCB questions, and now you can ask Brian's mom for terrible advice. Hey, I learned my terrible advice-giving skills from someone, and my mom is that person. 1-855-TCB-8383. Toll-free from anywhere in the world is where you can send us your questions, comments, concerns, or content ideas. It's a real live phone line where we actually respond. 855-TCB-8383. At the commercial break on Insta and TCB podcast on TikTok. And please do me one more favor. Go to youtube.com slash the commercial break subscribe to that channel morgan does a great job editing the videos to be released on the same day it airs here on the podcast feed now let's listen to a word from our sponsors who keep this rambling wreck fueled up and ready to rock and then we'll be back to this episode of the commercial break This episode is sponsored in part by Rocket Money. During the pandemic, I went on an epic run of bad financial luck. 
in part because I kept buying billboards in Iowa for the commercial break. Upon further investigation as to where exactly my money was going, I discovered that many, many subscription services were hitting my bank account or my credit cards every single month, and I had not been aware, nor had I been using those subscriptions for months, and in one case, for years. Years I was paying these people. I needed these people to stop charging my credit card. I hadn't used their service in years. That's when I got serious and I downloaded Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that allows you to cancel unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of us have subscriptions that we've forgotten about, and chances are, just like me, they're dinging your credit card or your bank account every month, and you don't use the service. Rocket Money is here to help. Our family is a big fan of this application. We've used it long before Rocket Money became a sponsor of the commercial break. I have one finance app, Rocket Money, that I can log into and keep up with all my comings and goings. All the subscriptions I'm paying for, my bills, it helps me track my spending, it even helps me save money. And now Rocket Money is allowing you to try it for 30 days absolutely free. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash TCB. That's rocketmoney.com slash TCB. We've been using it for a long time. We love it. Rocketmoney.com slash TCB. And thank you to Rocket Money for being a sponsor of the commercial break. Back to Adam the Liar and his business advice on how not to become one of the 500,000 failed businesses every year. And his bread and butter. Yes. (laughs) He's got a bread the butter or butter the bread. I'm not sure what he's talking about. Starting a business or even if you're already starting a business and your business isn't really cash flowing the way that you want. If you're finding stress every single month about paying bills or worried about whether you're going to make enough sales. Can we pause this just for a minute for me to set up for anybody who didn't hear the past one? Uh, What we're looking at. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is Adam. He's in front of a whiteboard. In front of a whiteboard, but there's a little library type thing in the back. Yeah, it seems like like a settings cardboard cutout. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on either. Those aren't real books. Is that that is a settings cardboard cutout? I thought that was a graphic on the show. No, no. that's actual. This is his little Ah, setup over here. What do they call that? (laughs) Analog special effects or whatever they call it? I don't know. He's got some weird thing. And the classic, the kicker is his shirt. It's a t-shirt, tight, tight t- t-shirt. Tight, tight t-shirt. It says, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. ass with a drawing of sunglasses. Uh, that doesn't yeah. make sense. I have no idea what he's talking about. Yep. He's got a neck beard, but not a neck beard. <laughs> a neck five o'clock shadow yes. that he shaved only half of his neck. Into a V. Yeah. And I, I think what he's done is he's rented the local li- space at the local library <laughs> for $10. You know how you can do yes. that? Well, he did it well at the other Holiday Inns. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. He's, it's an upgrade from the Holiday Inn. He just got a library card this yeah. time. ...to go forward, it makes sense to have some kind of supplementary income that can cover the bread and butter. For example, I run eight different companies. But I would say that the majority of my... All of them rather poorly. <laughs> How do you run eight well, different companies? Well, let's not forget he's got this global... Corporate Globals. Uh, Corporate Inc. Go- Global Something. Investments Inc. LLC. <laughs> it's nothing like nothing quite like when you incorporate an LLC <laughs> with investments. Comes from about four or five of those companies, and each one of them is capable of covering the bread and butter. What that means is I could see a collapse in seven out of the eight of my companies, and as long as one of the four or five larger companies survive. All my bills could get paid, and I'd be able to keep Other the roof over my head. Other people call this a Ponzi scheme, uh, yeah. but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's not. 
Other people you, call this multi-level marketing. Yeah, you borrow from one to pay the other. That's right. I call it thanks for dying, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm using the money wisely. <laughs> Everything would continue to grow. If you don't have a company capable of guaranteeing the bread and butter, then you may be somebody that might want to consider having some freelance contracts coming in. You maybe want to partner with some bigger firms to make sure that you've got some, some lead regular cash flow. Or maybe you just want to have some kind of consulting gig or even a job on the side to make sure that you've got all of the, the money necessary in order to run the business. <laughs> Wait, let me look at this number three over here on his whiteboard. It says CEO, COO, CMO, CSO, CTO, <laughs> And you have to pay all of those people with 16.7% of your net revenue. <laughs> I want to share gross something. Revenue. Well, he said gross revenue. You take the profit off the gross <laughs> revenue and the marketing, but the rest is off the net. I don't get that. What are you talking about? First of all. Secondly, I'd like to point something out. Having been an entrepreneur, having been a business person, for a person of business for most of my life, and having started and closed a few companies, a few more than, well, yeah. I've closed many more than I opened, but you get what I'm saying. Takes every inch of your being to make a company successful. You cannot then have four or five additional jobs on no. top of it, especially not when you're starting. I can understand doing a consulting gig on the side at night to keep your family fed or whatever, <laughs> but he's talking as if it's just easy to pick up a you know a couple yeah. hundred thousand extra dollars with consulting clients. It's all about web flow. He, it's all about web flows. If you don't have web flows, you're not <laughs> flowing the web. And if you don't flow the web, how are you going to get your sixteen point seven percent? You got to get out there. You got to create more flows, more webs, more flows, more web flows. Now, this all becomes incredibly important when we start thinking about the growth. Are you also distracted by the bulge in his pants that <laughs> yes. I am sure is a sock? Yes. Because it does not yes. look like a cock. It looks like a sock. Yes. yes. It's just like straight in the front. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a big, uh, looks like he either has a hernia or a sock in his yeah. pants. He should have been to the left or the right. Yeah, you know. It's not how a dick works, by the way. No one carries their dick straight. No one. <laughs> I never carry my dick straight, sir. Are you telling me, sir, that you carry your dick right center? Do north? Impossible. No one's dick points do north. Not naturally. <laughs> because if you pay yourself out of the staff salary, which is essentially 16.67% of the gross revenue, that is the amount of money if you are the only staff member in the business that is available for you to be able to do these things. If you're a I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> what did he just say? A bigger company, and maybe you've got things like virtual assistants or maybe even actual staff, then of course the gross revenue you need needs to be significantly bigger. There is of course one other amount of money that you're going to be paying yourself, which is this 16.67%, which is your profits. <laughs> Essentially, if we imagine that you're a solopreneur, you're the only person in the business, and you would receive the gross amount of money, you would take half of it, put it aside for ads and marketing, the other half that's left over... Basically what he's saying is keep yourself as the only person. Yes. Uh, then you're the only staff and you get yes. all the profit. And then that's where you just throw everything else to the wind of win of advertising and marketing. That's right. Okay. Let's take the commercial break for an example. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say you, you also have a, pay the a Patreon based business. <laughs> You're making five dollars a month that Astrid is paying to make us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> yes. You take two dollars and fifty cents right off the bat and you put it toward marketing uh, you know, on uh, your podcast. 
And then you take another, what's 16.7% of $2.50? Let's just say it's uh, 72 cents. You take 72 cents, you put it right in your pocket. That's your money. You get that all 100%. That's all to us. And then we split that two ways. So that's 30, let me do the math real quick. That's 47 cents a piece. So now 76 divided by two is 47.3. And then we have 47.3 cents at each other. And then we have an additional 72 cents left over to pay the electric bill, the internet. Uh, you pay that last, you know, go into debt. When I say I pay that last, I mean, I pay that last. Right. Like after they turn off the electricity and I have to pay a reconnection fee. Run my credit. I'm, like, I'm good for it. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. Turn it back on, please. I remember. I've been there. I, I one time begged the gas company to please turn it back on. I'll pay the rest <laughs> later. And it was winter, and they did. To be fair to Georgia Natural Gas, they were very nice, and they did come turn it back on. And then I got it turned off the very next month because <laughs> I didn't pay him the other half. It wasn't because I didn't want to. It's because I didn't have it. One third of it, you'd pay yourself as the only staff member in the company. The other third, you'd be using for software or for any bills you have with regards to you know, actually running the company itself. And then the last third, you'd also pay yourself as the owner of the business, and that would be the profit. Essentially living off of two-sixths of the gross revenue that comes in. Now, this is exactly how banks, investors, and other partners are going to want to see that you've run your business. I mean, so... I know that banks want to see this whiteboard. (laughs) They're going to love all the complicated writing on this whiteboard. As a matter of fact, that's an investment deck right there. Don't worry about putting Just a fancy a PowerPoint together. Yeah, take a picture of. Take it to the bank. Take a picture. Boom! This is my strategy of Adam's artificially straightened cock and the whiteboard, <laughs> and say, "Boom! Did it? Already did it?" Look, I'm the CMO, the CTO, the COO, the CGO, yeah, the CAO, the CIA, the CTO, the CRRRRRRRRO. All the profit goes right. The chief revenue officer, the chief revenue officer. All right, boy, you want me to invest in your business? Yes, Mister Oil Tycoon, I do. All right, let me take a look at your financials here. Well. I see here that you're only spending 22.6% on marketing, and you've never taken gross profit off the top of 16.7%. It's in the bank. I think this is irresponsible. If I ran my oil company like this, I'd, I'd be a goner. But, sir, I, I'm a million dollars positive cash flow. A million dollars positive cash flow? How long do you expect to last? And then you want me to invest money? In this positive cash flow business? You're insane. Get out of my office. Sorry, Mr. Bulbous Oil Tycoon. No offense taken. Let me tell you, let me turn you on to something, son. Come back when you're wearing a t-shirt like Adam. Come back when your dick gets straight. (laughs) You need to straighten your dick out. Come back when your web flows directly in front of your penis. I don't trust a man who limps to his left. You know what I'm saying? I carry my dick straight. Uh, the only way I could see that happen is because it's very small. Get out of my office! Many business owners who I help set themselves up for mergers and acquisitions and growth and scale that aren't structured correctly 
So when they do meet somebody who potentially could partner with them to help them grow, or they meet somebody to help them bring on investment to help the company get where they want to be, but they're not structured in a way that anybody can actually help them because there is no bucket put aside to manage these costs or organize these staff or to make sure that there is a profit level available. Now, even if you're- You're telling us to take all the profit every single dime and put it somewhere else. How are we ever supposed to get a profit level of anything when 100% of the money is going out the door? This is a dumb way to work on a business. Maybe a slightly bigger company. Maybe you've got three, four, five, maybe even 12 employees. If you're a slightly I, bigger company, you're not watching this video. No. <laughs> I don't have a damn penny to my name. And I'm never taking this advice. I, I know enough not to take any of this advice. And I'm not particularly good at business. I'm a business person that's not particularly good at business. Still seen time and time again, that people don't have all the correct heads of the company in the right place. Any major corporation is going to have something called a C-suite. Now, your C-suite or the, the corporate suite are a number of people, typically six people, and each one of them will be in charge of a different department. The C-suite breaks down as follows. Wait, you're going to be a solopreneur. <laughs> A solopreneur is what he's talking about. You're going to be a solopreneur with Mm -hmm. six C-level executives that you're paying out of the 16.67% net revenue that you would like to distribute to your staff. Yes. Do you know how much a CFO costs? Yeah, no, no, Brian, Brian, Brian. Brian. Don't, don't just... Don't get caught up in the details. details. (laughs) Look at how hung up on the numbers. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Follow this formula. Listen, after you hire these people, you have investment dollars that will be flooding in. You literally have web flows everywhere. Seven to eight businesses. Yeah. <laughs> bread and butter everywhere. <laughs> literally. Butter for everyone. Butter and bread for everyone. Irish butter, yeah. the good stuff. Hey, I'd like to thank you for showing up to the first C-suite meeting of the commercial break. <laughs> What's that, Blue? <laughs> okay, settle down. You'll get your button bread, bread and butter later. All right. Uh, Will the Champ as our CFO... <laughs> Okay, Marianne, you're the CSO, the uh, chief service officer, whatever that is. And guys, I don't want you to worry about payment. Pretty soon, web flows are going to be coming in from everywhere. Yeah, just just hold on. Chrissy's working on web flows right now <laughs> with her good friend from Hotel Impossible. What was her name? Jessica? Yes. Jessica and Chrissy are working on web flows all the time. SEOs and big web flows. Uh, yep, yep, yep your chief executive officer who's in charge of vision and of course driving the company forward. You've got the COO who's your chief organizing operation or chief operations officer who's going to handle organizing everybody in the project planning. Next up, you've got the CMO, which is your chief marketer. <laughs> you just started a company. You surely can hire all of these yes. people. This is, this is exactly how you start a business. Yeah. You look to hire Go the ahead. executives first. Yes. Yeah. Hire the executives first and spend any money you've got on advertising and marketing. Yes. It'll just, uh, I mean, I don't know why 500,000 yeah. companies fail. I don't know why 500,000, with advice like this, <laughs> we should all be succeeding. Hi, Brian, it's Debbie down on the widget floor. We're trying to make widgets, but it seems no one has showed up to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, it's all part of the grand plan. You see, I took all the money I was supposed to be paying the people who make the widgets, and I got a C-suite. <laughs> a what? A C-suite. You now report to the CTSO, the Chief Technologies <laughs> Sex Officer. But what about the widgets? If we can't fulfill the orders, how are we going to make money? I don't want you to worry about that. Adam's got us all lined up. 
We got a C suite. <laughs> and it's got them all like all kind of web flows. Web what? Web flows. You're not good with the times, Judy. <laughs> this is why you're not this. Yes. Any of the eight seats. This is why you people. got you got looked over for the CM double O position. Is <laughs> because you don't have vision. <laughs> Debbie. I'm just wondering how we're gonna complete these two orders we have if no one's here to make the widgets. Fuck the widgets. It's all about web flows and C-suites. Literally bread and butter, Debbie. Bread and butter. <laughs> okay, I quit. Look. I don't need you anyway. I got go a C-suite. Go out and get a couple, you know, six more jobs. Yeah. All you need. Debbie, it's your problem. <laughs> all you need. Instead of cackling down there on the uh, factory floor, why don't you get to making us more bread and butter companies? I, I don't know. Make a name up. We'll literally like have global consultants. Yeah, Globy, Global Consultants Investment Incorporated LLC. You're no longer a widget maker, Debbie. You're now the CEO of <laughs> WWCWTW Incorporated Inc. And what do we do? I don't know. Web flows. Get a C suite and report back to me when you're making money. <laughs> Chew some bubblegum yeah. and kicks mass. That's right. Chew some bubblegum and kicks some ass. I literally. Put it all over the walls. <laughs> Officer, that's going to be branding, new product development, and bringing in leads. The chief sales officer, who's going to be in charge of... Oh, my God. I'm already so bored. Oh, I can't handle it anymore. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's, he does has no clue what he's talking about. I know. About. And I'm sorry. If you're in a position to have eight C-suite people, you're not watching a YouTube video on no. how to run a company. No. No. <laughs> You've made it. Any, yeah, you've made you it. You've made it. If you found this video, you made it. You're not one of the 500 that's going to fail. If you're stressed out about how to pay the bills next month, I'm about to solve your problem. <laughs> Web flows and CEOs. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> CMOs, CTOs, CFOs, CAOs. They all end with an O. CGO. Yeah. CZO. First and foremost, don't worry about making money. you got to get a C-suite. Invo- installed immediately. That's first. Yeah. How are you going to get investments if you don't have a C-suite? How is Mark Cuban going to invest in you unless you have a C-suite? You think anybody on Shark Tank has a C-suite? No, they don't. And those people become wildly successful, uh, mainly because of the sharks. But you get what I'm saying. I, I totally understand. All right, listen, everyone settle down. Adam's got his own thing going on. Whatever, to each their own. I don't know how he makes money doing this, but to each their own. Uh, he's he's web flowing it. He's web flows. It's all about the web flows. Mm-hmm. Speaking ball of web bearings and web flows, <laughs> ball bearings and web flows. <laughs> Speaking of web flows, go to our web flow tcbpodcast.com. That's where you can find all the audio and all the video. The entire catalog is right there on the website. You can also get your "What Would Frankie Do?" sticker. They're now available. Go to the contact us page. Give us your physical address and who it should be addressed to. Write a nice little note. And then Astrid will send it off to you. And if you want us to sign it, more people requesting signatures. Well, somebody requested oh, blues. Autograph. Someone requested blues, blues? autograph. Yes. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to put the paw in ink and I'm going to nice. make. I'm going to get that autograph for her. No doubt. I'll get it to you. I promise. Eight five five TCB eight three eight three one eight five five TCB eight three eight three. You can text us toll free from anywhere in the world. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas, web flows. We're taking it all at <laughs> TCB eight three eight three. Also, please do us a favor. Go to YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're doing us a huge favor, and we'd love you to see the videos that we're making. At The Commercial Break on Instagram, TCB Podcast on TikTok. And again, please go to YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break and subscribe to that channel. Okay, Chrissy, 
It's been a long day, so I guess that's all I can do. I think so. But I will tell you that I love you. And I love you. And best to you. Best to you. And also best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. Cinnamon assholes.